This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. I put the new 4G's on the G I drop into the bloody bottoms, it's underneath Cause all my niggas got it out the streets I keep a hundred racks inside my jeans I remember hitting them all with the whole team Now a nigga can't ask a call cause I'm balling I was waking up getting racks in the morning I was broke, now I'm rich, these niggas salty All this designer on my body got me drip, drip And we are back Thin line between sports and hate First episode of the year and um a lot has happened. Um, R.I.P. to Gianna and Kobe Bryant and the other seven passengers aboard the helicopter. And um, shout out to the Chiefs, man. <laughs> what a comeback. Again. But we're going to talk about that in another episode. What I really want to talk about this episode, besides the Kobe tribute that I have in part two of this episode, but part one. I want to talk about these trades that happened in the NBA via the trade de- the trade deadline. And my Knicks made a move, which I was hoping and praying. Actually, they made a few moves. One of them, getting rid of Steve Mills. There is a God. His replacement, Leon Rose. Who was that, you ask? Former high-profile agent of... Basketball stars such as Melo, LeBron James, I believe Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, the most recent was Kyle Kuzma. How does that look for us? I'm going to get into this first, and then I'm going to get into the other trades. I'm going to tell you how that looks for us. Hopefully, it repairs some of the broken relationship we have when it comes to recruiting. We are horrible at that. We have killed our PR. We have killed... Our relationship with NBA players. Leon Rose has been active, current in the NBA with high profile superstars. And you know what? You got to start somewhere. And you need to start repairing the broken bridges we have with players coming over this side. Maybe that would have helped us last year when it came to trying to recruit KD. Hopefully it's not too late, you know, Giannis is going to be the next big splash or if AD doesn't take that play option and uh, re-sign with LA, he can be another big splash. So you know what, there's hopes, there's hope for the future of the Knicks right now. We got rid of Morris, which I know a lot of fans were very upset about, but I'm going to have to be real, that's what we're supposed to do. We signed him to a one year, he was a rental. 
<clears throat> excuse me. He did what he was supposed to do. Play well, raise his stock, and go to a contender. And we get to trade him for something decent. And I would trade for Morris with Mo Harkless and a 2020 pick and a second round Detroit. Now, I was happy about the Mo Harkless. I thought that was a very good pickup. You get a young guard. But here's the thing about it. Now I'm hearing rumors that he may want to buy out. And that sucks. Did we just do this for the draft picks? Because if that's the case, um, we're winning too many games right now <laughs> for that to be happening. So, once again, the state of the Knicks is a little confusing. Um, and I say that because it can go a lot of ways. You have door one, two, three, and four. And when it comes to the Knicks, they always choose the worst door. Right now, I'm very happy, actually. Uh, we won four straight up until last night. We lost to Atlanta in, in, uh, in, a, in a crucial game where the refs just didn't give zero fucks once again. Uh, we just seen that recently in the Dame Lillard Utah Jazz game where they didn't call a clear goaltending. And then last night, the foul, I mean, that was just ridiculous. But at the same time, we have all these draft picks. Um, do we keep winning? Do we tank? You know, it's just funny. Uh, last year, I was here, tank, tank. Oh, my God, tank, tank. And uh, we didn't tank hard enough because, once again, we started winning towards the end. So, that's where I say the confusion comes in. Now, Morris was a good trade. Uh, depending if we keep Harkless. I mean, yeah, I'm, to me, we could have also made a few more moves. I'm pretty sure a few teams would have took Portis. Especially if we would have packaged him with Frank. Um, I would have been willing to give up Knox if it was something good. Uh, as you can see, we didn't get the trade with the Lakers because they were willing, they're unwilling to give up Kuzma. Now I would have made that trade because you get a young stud, uh, somebody who can light it up, and he will bring excitement to the garden. So you can make Dolan happy, you can make the fans happy. And you know Kuzma, I mean, the way he, <clears throat> that man, uh, I mean, listen, the ball leaves his hand as soon as he touches it, it goes up. And some nights he can give you 40, and some nights he can give you 5. But you know what? Starting in the Knicks rotation, uh, he probably, he definitely probably would have gotten more, uh, more consistent playing time and more consistent stats. But, listen, we go for the next best thing. If that was the next best thing, who knows, with the Knicks... We turn down good trades and make stupid ones. But we're balling right now. I would like to see Mo play a game. Hopefully he doesn't take a buyout. Uh, Porter says he is taking a buyout. He's too young for that. And I agree with him. 24 years old, get your money. Wayne Ellington, they're talking about he may take a buyout. And he actually played good for us. Uh, I believe it was the game before Atlanta where he shot the lights out. We're definitely playing better on the Miller. Definitely playing better under him. But here's the thing. For the long run, I'm sorry. I don't want him as our head coach. I would want to keep him on the coaching staff. But still bring in Mark Jackson or Jeff Van Gundy. Keep him on the coaching staff because he knows the squad already. He can help you out. But listen, this is the strong points I've seen. Uh, this is the weak points. And you work together with the head coach. And you try to make this team better for next season. To me, this is what it's all about. 
And I'm glad, unlike Fizdale, he's letting those young boys play, whether they make mistakes or not. See, Fizdale didn't understand. It's not about the young guys making mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. You want to see them correct those mistakes. And uh, they didn't under Fizdale. And I said this from day one. I didn't think it was a good hire. I'm upset that I was correct because, yes, as a Knicks fan, I, I would love to be wrong. But I kept it real with you guys. And uh, I'm glad to see we had to get rid of Steve Mills to make a trade because he was the one who was saying, let's keep Morris. For what? <laughs> you know, for what? Listen, the guy played great. Don't get it twisted. Will he have those stats in L.A.? Hell no. Uh, I hope I hope he continues the hot shooting. Um, it's going to be a little hard to see that considering he's not going to get the shots that he normally will have in New York. Uh, definitely the ball is not going to be in his hands like that. But um, right now he's starting. I think he should come off the bench where he can get a little bigger role. But hell, who knows? Um, he's still going to be a great defender. Uh, a, a junkyard dog, uh, you know, that Jerome Williams type of player, but who can score. The, you know, the James Posey, the Tony Allen. He's definitely going to be that for the team. And I, and I like that. You know, look, shout out to the Clippers for, for making that move when L.A. didn't. L.A. honestly didn't make a move this year. <laughs> LeBron did not call for a trade. And honestly... I don't really think he needed. He needs to. If Kuzma steps up, that team is a lot better. If he can get more consistent, that team is a lot better. But let's stay on the West Coast, though, because Houston Rockets, man. Um, Dan Tony is really trying to save his job with this small ball lineup. Trading Clinton Capella, and you're getting Covington. I like Covington. The whole league like Covington. If you're a basketball fan, you like Covington. He's a very good 3 and D player. Very good. He can rebound. He can defend. And he can shoot very well. And he'll throw it down on you too if you're not looking. Now, they won their first game beating the Lakers. And it was funny because uh, I was watching ESPN. And Brian Windhorst said something like, Yeah, they beat the Lakers. And then, what, the next night get blown out by Phoenix. And they did. They got their ass whooped by Phoenix and then losing to the Utah Jazz with Bouillon Bogdanovich hitting uh, a kind of deep fall away double team swish three pointer my goodness so they wanted to since going to small ball what's my take on it <clears throat> in the west I just don't see it working um you play the Lakers the first round, it's over. Yeah, they didn't get out-rebounded that badly, but playoff is a different breed. And um, be honest with you, the Lakers had more dog in them. That that game should have been a blowout because you have JaVale McGee, you have Anthony Davis, you have Dwight Howard, who's playing great this year. You have the size. You have LeBron James, who is a 6'9 point guard. You have the size. So I actually think if they played L.A., let's say the first round, 4-1. That's my take on that. I just don't see small ball getting them far. Um, they are not the first team to do it. 
I think to play, to my, in my opinion, to play small ball effectively, your guards need to be great shooters. You know why? Like Stephen Clay, who, who was a small backup, a backcourt, because, I mean, yeah, Clay's really like 6'6", Steph is like 6'3", 6'2". It's not the tallest backcourt, but you know what? They're, they're deadly shooters, and they make you step up. And they play small ball because, you know what? They had Draymond Green a lot of time playing the center. Don Nelson played small ball, but he had guys who can score. I mean, though Baron Davis was, wasn't the, he was a streaky shooter. Jason Richardson was a streaky shooter, but you had Stephen Jack who could shoot, you know, so they had good enough shooters, you know, more consistent than the Houston Rockets. They're just a volume three-point shooting team. That's what they are. And um, some people try to credit to, you know, Phoenix shooting the lights out that game, but why? No defense. But I thought with small ball, they would be faster. Uh, and they, you know, you should be able to keep up because you know what? You got speed on the floor. No, but that speed is for pure offense. It's the, it's, it's the same thing with Dan Tony. I'm just trying to outscore you as much as possible. I don't care about defense. Inbound the board, kick it down. Let's go. Let's score. This man has had two MVPs in his coaching career. Not too many coaches can say that. Phil Jackson, I, I think maybe possibly Jeff Van Gundy. No, no, not Jeff Van Gundy. Pat Riley, definitely. Only the great coaches, coaches who have won championship rings, can say, you know what? I've coached multiple MVP star athletes and won championships. Dan Tony has had Steve Nash and James Harden. Zero championships. The Phoenix Suns were a great team. For those of you who are old enough and seen and seen that squad and watched that squad, especially when they had to play Memphis in the first round, you just see Amari Stoudemire just bury Shromile Swift career. Great team. Boris Diaw on that squad, who, who was three and D, and played the four, but could play the three and sometimes the two because he could shoot. And then we go to the Houston Rockets. Some people say <clears throat> Dan Tony's a Hall of Fame coach. Hell no. If he is, Don Nelson is. And I believe Don Nelson actually got into the um, Hall of Fame not so long ago. As he should. Because that man, unlike Dan Tony, this man ran, I mean, any offense he could run. It didn't have to be run and gun. It could be half court. And they placed, and his guys, even though they, they played office, they had dog. And I mean, the, that was a great series to watch. To watch Golden State, eighth seed, barely make it. To beat the defending Dallas Mavericks. I believe they were champions the year before. First seed that year and get taken out. Beautifully. Great. I mean, Baron Davis played his heart out. And he was a little hurt that year, too. Banged up. And they still did what they had to do. I don't see that happening with Houston. I think they're a first-round knockout. I hate to say it, man. I really do. But let's stay to the West Coast because we got another trade going. And that's the Andrew Wiggins for D'Lo. That was an interesting one. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was kind of confused when they first picked up D'Angelo Russell. Because I thought 
they were a little too small as well and i think they even figured it out too and said you know once we get clay back and we have steph we're really really not that big though d'angelo could slash very well he has good handle I, to me he's just a, a lesser version of a kyrie Irving. some of you might disagree but that's okay to tell me who you think he is comparable to because uh, the reason I say that, he can slash like Kyrie, handles good, not as good as Kyrie. Uh, he's not as fast as Kyrie. He can shoot. You know, he can catch fire. Uh, jump shot, they might be tied in that in that uh, category. Of course, Kyrie, better player. But D'Lo's a very good player. But who they traded him for, you might disagree. <clears throat> Excuse me, you might disagree that this player... Is not as good as him. Andrew Wiggins, first overall pick. Uh, since he's been in the league, has averaged 19 points a game, which is good. That's nothing to slouch on. But with that much hype coming out, I, people thought he was going to do a lot better. We thought Minnesota would be a lot better. Uh, I think they'll be a lot better now. And I actually think the Warriors will be a lot better. Uh, I think uh, his first game, he scored 24 points, which is pretty good considering he was kind of like a first option but you know it's the same old Wiggins uh not really aggressive but you know what when he does get the ball he does look to score so I do like that and when you do have Steph coming back Clay coming back next year Draymond's going to to him and Draymond's another good passer he's going to be what Barnes Harrison Barnes was and I actually think he could be a better version of what Harrison Barnes is one he's more athletic um <clears throat> he doesn't mind shooting the jump shot as we saw in the first game and golden state for some reason when you come to that team man you're gonna shoot threes <laughs> that's for sure you're gonna shoot some three-pointers and he already showed that from the first game so i'm looking forward to seeing them next season um another trade that happened yes i can't forget this one let's go to the east coast basically um Cleveland Cavaliers picked up Andre Drummond, man. They, I mean, I mean, if you look at it, they pretty much got him for cheap. And to me, that was their big, their big free agent signing for the for the year. They don't need to do nothing for the summer. I mean, they traded John Henson, Brandon Knight, a 2023 second round pick <laughs> for Andre Drummond. <laughs> and um, he has a player option for 28 mil next year. The Cavs have that cap. Um, his first game, he hit two out of three three-pointers. Um, smart man, because he knows what he has to do to stay in the league. And that's hit some shots. Hit a three here and there. Uh, he had a, a beautiful alley-oop. This Andre Drummond is a beast. I don't know why a lot of fans don't like him. Uh... You don't have many big men that can still get you 18 to 18, 20 and 20, 20 and 25. And now that he's actually taking the time to, to learn how to shoot a J, that's beautiful. I, whatever gotten into him, I hope gets into Ben Simmons because <clears throat> that man needs to take some three points. I mean, you got Giannis, you got Drummond. You, you got Carl Anthony Towns. You, you got Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks talking about he's going to start shooting three-pointers. Everybody's trying to shoot these threes now, doing anything they can to, to better themselves to stay in the game longer. Or just stay in the game, period. And Ben Simmons definitely 
can stay in the game for a long time. Even though he's still having a great year, almost averaging damn near triple-double. But if he shoot, he could definitely stay in the league a lot longer. Now, the next topic. Now that I'm done with these trades. Well, the hottest ones anyway. You know, they have a bunch more. But little trades here and there. Silly things like, you know, Gerald Green getting waved. Things like that. It was an interesting topic brought up as I was watching. I believe it was first take. And they asked the question. Is Dame Lillard in the conversation for MVP? Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman both said no. And reasons were, excuse me, it's because Portland's not going to make the playoffs. You can't be an MVP on a team that doesn't make the playoffs. A few things here I, I thought was a little shaky. Um, 2017, we had an MVP by the name of Russell Westbrook. Who OKC team at one point was out of the playoffs, eighth seed. I believe they finished sixth seed somewhere around, ah, man, I'm trying to remember, 43 and something, 30 something, somewhere around there, uh, or 40, maybe even 46 wins, somewhere in between the low and mid 40s. What I'm saying is they didn't have the greatest season. Uh, that West, as usual as it always is for these last four spots, they're a fight. And Portland has actually gotten better. Sister Carmelo Anthony picked up. I thought the Trevor Reza um, acquisition was a great move. Trevor Reza is not only a 3D guy who could play per, um, perimeter defense. He's long. He could play multiple positions. And he could shoot the three. Great pickup. Their problem with me is they're lacking a big man. Hassan, Hassan Whiteside just doesn't do the thing. But before I go over topic too much... Dame Lillard has been scorching the NBA, I believe, like the last 10 games or so. Having 53, 42, 36. I mean, just hitting threes from Wakanda. Just going off. I, I'm loving the way he's playing. And he's putting his team on his back. And they are winning. I'm sorry. If they make it to the playoffs as a sixth seed, if you thought Westbrook got it that, yeah, I don't see how he, he can't get it. My, my other example is last year, Paul George, that little stretch, he was balling out of control before he got the, sh the shoulder injury. It was only, uh, uh, it wasn't a small stretch. It was somewhere like in the middle, but it wasn't a crazy long stretch. He was, he was just going ham. I mean, he started off a little, a little smooth and then just went on fire. Similar to what Dame Lillard's doing this season. So how come he can't get the same respect? Oh, yeah, because it's poor George, right? It, it, you know, Dame Lillard has never really got the respect he deserved in this league. Um, he's better than a lot of guards. Definitely, I'd pick on Dame Lillard over CP3, and CP3 is having a hell of a year. I'd pick Dame Lillard over Trey Young. John Morant. Yeah, I'm naming some young guys. That's because these young guys are high profile. I mean, Trey Young, second year, he's already in the All-Star game. Why can't I name him? We can keep, I mean, he's not better than Kyrie. We all know that. I uh, wouldn't pick him over Steph. I'd pick him over Westbrook. 
especially because he's the one who <laughs> he's the reason why Westbrook is to me on the Houston Rockets. Dame Lillard, you gotta put some respect on that on that name, man. And not only is he scoring, but average somewhere I think around six point five assists a game, which is great too. Underrated passer. That man, I mean, he's six feet, man. He's he's right now. I, I'm I'm loving to watch Portland play. Not only because you know, used to be a I'm still I'm a diehard Melo fan. I like Ariza, big Dame Lillard fan. Portland because they're a team that's putting it out every night. Not a lot of teams do that. They're trying. They want to make the play. They want to make the playoffs and go beyond. So. Here's to you, Dame Lillard, man. Uh, to me, you're in the MVP conversation. I don't know about these others. I know Giannis is way above everybody else, but we're talking about the conversation. I'm not saying you're going to win it. <laughs> you, even if you don't get no votes, you need to be at least talked about. Portland needs to be talked about. It really hasn't been since the days of Bonzi Wells, Scottie Pippen, Damian Stoudemire, these guys, honestly. But yo, man, enjoy the rest of the show. We got the Kobe tribute at the end of this. I uh, definitely look forward to the next episode. We're going to talk about that Super Bowl that happened and um, more, more basketball to come. Then line between sports and hate, and I'm out. a good one today and here to join me of course my co-host my bro nobleman talk to the people what's going on people like you said we definitely lost a legend today definitely lost a big part of the nba somebody i didn't like but i respected so much because of what he brought to the game and at such a young age 41 years old bro that's not too far from us man yeah, not six years. It really isn't, man. And uh, at first, I didn't believe it. I don't. I believed it because I was asleep, and I saw every media page it came from. I was like, too many. Uh, it was reported for me. Uh, one of my homies texted me, and then uh, people started calling me, and I said, "Let me look this up on YouTube." I said, nah, "They're joking. No, 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 not Kobe. No, no, not Kobe." And you know, was, I was saying this to, to my lady. I said Kobe was one of the few players, maybe the only player I ever saw that came to the garden and they cheered when he scored. I said Jordan didn't get that respect. I said when he wilded out and dropped 61 on us and did that reverse dunk and looked at Spreewell, nobody said nothing, man. <laughs> nobody. Nah, he hated him even more. 
you know, nobody could say nothing. Everybody was just like, and as for me, diehard Knicks fan, but I, I love his competitive nature. You know, the willingness to guard the best player on the other team, to keep, you know, the the, the clutch, the clutch gene. You know, wanting to take the last shot. Um, I mean, this man has done everything from being a five-time champ. Well, 18-time All-Star, you know, uh, two-time Finals MVP, Slam Dunk Contest. You know, I mean, <clears throat> the, the list goes on and on, man. And just recently, Mike um, LeBron James passed him in the all-time scoring list. Yeah. So, that's you know, that's, that's the crazy part that Kobe has been in the media currently, you know, since his retirement, we're seeing actually more and more Kobe, and all of a sudden, you know, I realized that we're not going to see no more Kobe. We're not. And I was loving those NBA short stories he would do. Yes. Uh, even, at, you know, I was saying, um, even the last two years at the playoffs, when he would break down the games, I was loving that journey too, where we, you know, take a player and put him in the spotlight and break him down, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean, this one sucks, yeah, man. We go through it. Ashley Shepherdson. And it takes a lot for me to do that if you ain't family. Shoot. Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, when you lose a celebrity in music, it's a little different than with sports, especially when it comes to basketball, baseball, football, and even hockey because you see these players every year. So for 20 seasons, we saw Kobe. We saw him grow. So it, it, it's definitely a, a, a bad loss. It's definitely different. Like you said, you know, you don't shed a tear for a lot of people, but this one hurts, you know. It hurts. Because when you're a kid growing up and you playing the game, you actually think that you can, you can make it to the NBA because you're young and dumb. You don't realize the odds. And you actually see yourself being these people. And then you, you grow close to them. Like, mm -hmm. these are people, I don't follow many people on Instagram. Nothing but sports, really. These yep. are the people I follow. These are, these are my role models for me. Um, Not none of these politicians, no doctors, lawyers. I looked, I wanted to be in the NBA when I was growing up. Same here. I was 16. Did, yeah. <laughs> and I realized it ain't happening. Well, I realized that, damn, I'm not growing fast 6'2. This might not work out. <laughs> Whatever it is, both is distinctive Fear, what happens on earth stays on earth And I can't take these feelings with me So hopefully they disperse within 14 tracks And that right there was part one of the Kobe tribute With my co-host Nobleman Me and him reminiscing about the great late Kobe Bryant And coming up next, I'm joined 
by the Hoods ESPN Brooklyn's Finest. Please make sure y'all check out Sportsway with Dre and special guest. Y'all know who it is, Dre. Brooklyn Stand Up. Here we go. Let's get it, New York. Go. Yeah, so the difference for me is that I enjoyed watching Kobe play. I couldn't enjoy watching Jordan play because, you know, Damn, I nope. saw him more. You know, he started, he had to face my Knicks and he would kill my Knicks. Though Kobe did the same as well, we didn't see they have to see him as much. And <laughs> we didn't have to go to him to get to the Eastern you know, Conference Finals, to make it to the NBA Finals. But um, I, I loved every game I watched Kobe play, man. There was none. There was nothing you could tell me. With I mean, when it came to Kobe, I was partial to being biased, man. It definitely was. But um, tell me though. Talk to me. Talk to the people. Talk to the world. Um, where was I? Where, where, where was I gonna go? Where, where was I gonna go with this? I was gonna go with oh, the, the honorable mention. Oh yes, the honorable. It, it was one person that I mean, when you think of athletes that you respect and you idolized even celebrities that because again the way this hits home for me is equivalent to how people was when nipsey died last year because it was so it was it was so it was so many people i mean i respect nip but his death didn't hit me as hard as kobe's it didn't hit me as hard as michael's michael jackson it didn't hit me hard as Whitney, it didn't hit hard as Nate Dogg and um Biggie and Pac, and another honorable mention, Muhammad Ali. I totally forgot about him. So, like, Nip's death didn't hit me that hard, even though I respect what he did, but it didn't really hit me that hard. You know what I'm saying? But for this one here, it hit because. Again, like people that know me, Kobe is in my top five of all time. Now I'm eager to see where people will rank him now. Now that he's gone, but for me, I can't wait. I cannot. I cannot wait. Shaq is going wild out on anybody that tries to go. I cannot wait. Any slander, any slander to Kobe's name, I'm telling you right now. You heard it first. You have to hear from from Shaq and the whole the whole Kobe fan. Corporation, bro. You about to hear from the whole Mamba crew, dog. Nobody better not talk no shit about Kobe, man. I'll say this though. Me being a basketball fan, I can say that I was honored to watch him live. See me, see me. As much as I love Mike, I was never able to watch him live. I was never able to go to the Garden to watch him play. I was never able to go to the Continental Airlines Arena in Jersey and watch him play. I had to watch him on TV, which I didn't have a problem with. But I was able to see Kobe live. And it just so happened, when was it? I think it was 2015. It was a, a chick that I was dealing with at the time. So shout out to Dawn. She's a huge Kobe fan. Huge Kobe fan. So... What happened was, you know, I went on StubHub, you know, to make sure, you know, there was some tickets available and shit like that. And the tickets were reasonable. Lakers at net, Lakers at Nets, reasonable price. I'm like, you know what? I don't care how much it is. For Kobe, I'm going to this game. Went to the game. Went to the game. I'm like, yo, Dawn, I know you a Kobe fan, so you more than welcome to join me if you want. I mean, I was trying to get some brownie points too, which I was able to do, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, 
to be able to watch him live and watch how crazy that crowd got every time he touched the ball because it's like it's like playing it's like the garden right now when i mean i know you a knicks fan but you like you know the real when the when, when the away lebron james comes when the away team yeah when the away team comes they not there to watch the knicks play they're there to see who the visitor who the star player on the visiting team is so for me it's like all right cool nets they not all that right now so i'm eager to see you know what kobe gonna bring to the table and he played the hell of a game the crowd was chanting kobe it was one like, like it was one hell of an experience so for me i can I, so for me i can say even saying this now with my eyes getting watery i can say that you know it, it, I, I can at least say I can say I was able to watch him live. I was I, I was able to watch him live. So that right there Xavier, will like Xavier, that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Seen him in Philly. Seen him at the New Jersey Nets game. Um, that was back in um in the early days. Back when he was uh number eight going into the twenty four. I seen him in both when he was the number eight and the twenty four. So I was blessed to see a few Kobe games. Um, this also in report about Bleacher Report. From Michael Jordan Words can't describe the pain I'm feeling I love Kobe He was like a little brother to me I was just getting ready to say that Damn, I, was, I, 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 I was just getting ready to say that And to think like I, I can't. And, 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 and to think Like when he first came into the league Right out the gate You know They was comparing him to Mike And then you know watching You know Being able to watch those games live because the times he played Jordan, they made sure those games was on TV. You know, I, you know, I, I I remember the first game they played each other. I think it was in Chicago. Kobe was putting up his numbers like he like I mean the Bulls won the game, but Kobe was putting up his numbers. And then you know, like they shook like they zoomed in. I believe it was I think I forgot who was at the free throw line. And they zoomed in to Michael and Kobe just talking to each other. So that right there tells you how much respect Mike had for Kobe yeah, because yeah, for him. it's not the same. I hate to say it, a lot of fans don't love it, but Mike don't ever show that same. He damn sure don't. He damn sure don't. To anybody, to anybody for that matter. That he was actually talking to Kobe, and and that was a game where Kobe hit a fadeaway on him, and I'll, I'll never forget that game, oh, bro. Yeah. No, um, no, that's the game I'm talking about. That, that, that's the first one. Yeah. Like, they, mm-hmm. like, like, like they, like they, like they got their hand, like, like, like they got their hands on their knees. Yeah. And the free throw stance, and they, 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 like, they talking. Like, Kobe, like Jordan, you know, preaching, preaching game to him, and f- and to think that you know what I'm saying that happens, that don't happen very often. You know what I mean? And that right there tells you how much Jordan, how, how, how much Jordan felt about Kobe. A lot of people did. Like Melo, Melo loved Kobe. Um, Chris Paul loved Kobe. LeBron. I'll say this though, like it's gonna be a lot of pressure on LeBron this year. He gonna have, like after after this, he gonna have to get it done because like people. Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Go ahead. He wasn't passing Kobe before. No, no, no. I'm just talking about as he far as. Shame passing Kobe now. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like from. The Laker fans' perspective, they want they, they they definitely like they not they not trying to hit no excuses this year. 
Like they they won a championship this oh, year. Oh no, yeah, because they is it, it, to go home. Like they this listen, they ain't even really. I'm I'm this is still Laker fans. They ain't that happy that you in their uniform. But now that y'all are winning and y'all are championship contenders, and then unfortunately this happened, Lakers definitely Lakers fans they definitely won a championship. They mindset is do it. They mindset is do it for Kobe. And he's going to have to do it. And it has to be this year. Because it can't be next year. He got to do it this no. year. It will mean so much to the fan base and to the people of L.A. if they won this year. Facts. Like you said, they can't Facts. win next year. It won't have the same feeling. If they were to win it this year, it would mean so much more to the people. And, you know, this is how much of a Kobe fan I am. Uh, I would actually root for the Lakers this year, despite the whole NBA world like, gonna be rooting for uh, the, the whole NBA world fan. rooting for him. You ain't the only one. I, I would actually root. I would root for the Lakers to to win it all. I would hope they would win it all. Uh, I would be hurt actually, to be honest with you, if they didn't win it this year. And I know people say, "Oh, uh, that's not sports like," but this is how I feel. I'm just being hundred percent honest. The whole NBA world right now. Is rooting for the Lakers to win the championship just from the aspect of Kobe. Like, even Magic, like, even he conceded that Kobe is the greatest Laker. Like, for the longest time, I thought he was. But. I thought you, I thought it was a tie between him and Kareem. The reason you know, why I didn't even, say Kareem. You know, real talk, bro. The, the, the reason why I didn't. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. on my 2K. Like 2K, the first thing they show is uh, RIP Kobe Bryant. Damn! So they upgraded. They should already. That's deep, right there. Bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm telling you. Like somebody had just messaged me that. Why? So I said I gotta see if this is real. With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA Draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High Nobody does it better. Yeah. He is without question one of the league's most talented players. Alongside Kobe, another tough shot. Hitting the wall halfway through the season as Kobe knocks it down. That that they feel that uh, you know you're ment mentally whipped. Mm -hmm. That you've lost that edge. <laughs> no. no, 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 we're never, never stop. But you're looking over here. Never. <laughs> yeah, because you know. I'm, I'm looking at the Lakers you know, uniform that you guys have in the background. I'm just thinking about uh, the tradition, thinking about all the great players that came through this Lakers organization, and that's just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. Nobody's going to stop fighting. I mean, if you look at everything that we've been through as a team. Um, you knew you had to come with your, your best. Well, no half-stepping. He coming to compete, coming to fight. Had the biggest heart in the world. Ultimate competitor. And um, I said it a couple of days ago, he bought everything out of me. Anderson putting moves on Kobe Bryant. Oh, 
Kobe Bryant. And uh, I mean, we had some war. Look at Iverson and Kobe talking to each other right now. This is last hurrah, and uh, he deserved all the praise that he's going to get. He's a fighter, you know what I mean? And with, with all the criticism um, that came his way throughout the years, he was over to overcome it all. That's how he's built, you know what I mean? He loved uh, proving people wrong.